my God! Okay, it's happening. Everybody, stay calm. What's the Everybody procedure, calm. everyone? What's the procedure? Stay calm. Wait, 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 wait. Everybody, calm down. I gotta testify. Come up in the spot, looking extra fly. I'm for the day I die. I'm on a touch the sky. Gives off Hancock three out top. Good. There's your answer. There's your answer right there. When they thought pit polos are hurt to rock before Cam got pop, the doors are closed. Oh, I felt like that was your team. I couldn't work the locks. Now let's go. All right, we're back for our first remote edition of the Big Red Louie podcast. And when I say we, that is myself, Jacob Blaine, your host, alongside Alex Stangle. Joining What's me up, from Jacob? downtown Louisville. How are you, man? I am uh, I'm away from you and away from everyone else, but near my dog. Andy would say that uh, that's a good thing. So I'm doing, doing it that. right. I'm doing yeah. it right for sure. No, absolutely. How are well, you, we're bud? coming to you. I'm good, man. I'm good. I, I really can't complain. Beautiful day. It's been a great weekend. It's been a long weekend for some reason. My wife and I were talking about that earlier. So I'm good. And now we're coming hours off of a commitment for Louisville basketball and just I don't know, 12 hours ago, I guess you could say, 13, 14 hours ago, Justin Turner of Bowling Green announced that he was going to eliminate Louisville from his final list, and it was all-time peak Louisville Twitter. Oh, my God. Coach Max got to go. Coach Max got to go. You should have saw the forums right after that because talk about a great time in the the sports forums. Yeah, once Turner announced that we were not on his final list, uh, people were not happy, and the sky was falling even further because – for some reason, Louisville just cannot recruit anybody at any time. Right. That, and on that, the, that's the consensus at the moment. Right. And on the imaginary podcast that you and I recorded the other night, which we won't go into of how it ended <laughs> up not being published, we it's talked ama- about. It's crazy. You only hit one button. It's right. insane. One button can ruin everything. But we talked about how Justin Turner was the guy. I thought, And, and that's that was you know something I thought was that he was the guy for Louisville. He was going to be the one that they went after. Uh, and you and I talked about what's the biggest reason Louisville's not been able to recruit. We, you know, came to a consensus. It's got to be the FBI stuff. A- and a lot of the fans agree. We put that out on Twitter on the Big Red Louie uh, account earlier in the week. And uh, fans were saying, you know, it's FBI. But at the end of the day, they get their guy, right? Louisville gets Carleek, not Carlick, as I've been saying. Carleek Jones of Radford, uh, Big South Player of the Year in 2019. This kid's the real deal. Number one grad transfer for a reason. Were you really saying Carlick? by the way? I was, yes. Just out of curiosity. In this. I was, yeah. Okay. Since How I, are you, were, you, were you saying it Carleek? Dude, I've known about this guy for like 24 hours, so I really, I have no wiggle room to make fun of you. I was just asking genuinely, like, is this a pan-pan situation? Like, can I help out with it in some way? But no, let's get the name out early uh, and accurate the first time prior to the season, because I don't want to go in there with, do we call him Fresh? Do we call him Lamar? Like, what's his name? I will proudly say that I never called Fresh Kimball Lamar Kimball. It was too weird. I wouldn't. It is weird, it. right? I was thinking the same thing. It just didn't, it didn't sound right. And the, the year before, it was who we thought was Christian Cunningham. Anybody who tells me that they knew it wasn't Christian, I don't believe them because we called him that for a half a season. until At least I found out towards the end of the season his name is Kristen, which makes sense because that's sort of how it's spelled. And before we jump back in uh, to the Jones conversation – on that topic, it is kind of a mystery now because uh, Mikhail Cunningham still has uh, his his Twitter bio, still says Mikhail or still says Malik, 
And so now, now there's nothing else to talk about in sports right now. So there's local radio actually discussing still to this day, is it Mikhail or Malik? How do we properly uh, talk about him? Uh, when talking about him? And then from the start of the season, it's, it's a big mystery, Jacob. And I think it's uh, really pertinent and needs to be at the forefront of everybody's Louisville conversations. Been a lot of name situations. Jordan Wara. How many people say Nora for a year, year and a half? I know I was guilty of that. I still occasionally can be guilty of that, even though I do give the side eye to anybody who says it wrong. It's just, even though I, I'm guilty of it more than probably anybody. It's fantastic that today is technically Championship Monday, and we're here discussing the bigger topic, which is U of L player <laughs> names. So it's Car Leak Jones, as he said in a, a video that I watched a little bit ago uh, from Bradford, as I said. And, you know, you talk about Damian Lee being the most prestigious transfer, I guess, that Louisville's ever landed. I think that Car Leak Jones comes fairly close. Uh, after redshirting his freshman year, 2016-17, named Big South play, Freshman of the Year, which Dwayne Sutton was also the Big South Freshman of the Year several years ago before he came to Louisville. Uh, as a redshirt sophomore, finished first team All-Big South, uh, was named the Big South Player of the Week twice, averaged 15 points and seven, what is that, five five rebounds and five assists. And then as a senior, or ju- junior, I guess, I, I can't ever keep track of how they, red, they do red this. Shirt. It's a red shirt. Redshirt junior. Averaged 20 points a game, uh, was the Big South player of the year, had had Radford in a good spot to compete in the Big South uh, for the conference title. I mean, it, he, this kid is the number one grad transfer for a reason. He's going to bring to Louisville exactly what they needed with or without Jay Scrub in the, in the lineup, and that's a proven college basketball score. Yeah, absolutely, and the fact that – there, there's still it's it's amazing to me. I guess Louisville fans are just so negatively jaded all the time now that anytime we hear any shred of positive news, it has to be met with some sort of uh, con- um, almost like contrarian thought. Because the first thing that that half the people uh, in, in my circle went like, "This is good news. This is great news, actually." Because one totally defeats the purpose of recruiting right here right now especially for next season because grad transfers aren't going to pick a program um if they're confident that program's not going to play in the postseason next year so that that's the big thing like you just mentioned the fbi stuff and the negative recruiting i think that kind of puts a reprieve on all that uh but also the fact that we keep hearing from the naysayers that okay well you guys also said that that fresh was one of the top grad transfers and you know he kind of panned out to be a little more mediocre than some people were expecting from him and his role on the team uh but this guy in my opinion just like you said you look at his tape uh you look at the accolades and what's he what he's done and yes it is the big south and i think uh dj from our writer group uh from big red louis also mentioned uh, earlier to us that i think he's only played like what maybe seven power five teams in his career so far, which is, you know, there, there's some stats you can throw out there to to kind of combat like, okay, is it really a 25 and a half and five player in the Big South? What does that equate to uh, being on an elite team in, in D1 with an elite conference like the ACC? So yeah, I'm, just, t- I'm, just, I'm excited. I'm just saying like the real reality is you're, you're still not pleasing everybody because – they know there's still going to be a roster spot and the fact that everybody's even more confident now uh, than they even were a few days ago that Jay Scrub uh, is not going to be in a Louisville uniform at the end of the year. Yeah, yeah, and I definitely think there's, there's you know, 
there's smoke where there's there's fire or there's fire where there's smoke. Is that the saying? I can never get my my fun sayings right. My where jargon. I got where there's where smoke, there's smoke there's, there's usually fire. Fr- yeah, there you go. Yeah. So I think that yeah. when you when you talk about you know coming from a smaller conference, yeah, of course. I mean, he he played for a team that was pretty average, played pretty average opponents, uh, and the question you have there is okay so is he good enough to play at the acc level i think that uh you know even where fresh was a step up in the level of competition fresh never was the guy for his team and i think that that was something that you know i was guilty of last year when fresh committed and and really didn't start to figure out until the season started after doing some research fresh was fresh was never the guy at saint joe's he was always second or third fiddle to somebody else he had a couple of players on his team that went and played in the nba um, whereas, whereas Carly Jones, he, he's played at a really, really high level, uh, in the big South. We saw how Dwayne Sutton transitioned from the big South into the ACC. Dwayne Sutton is nowhere near the talent that, uh, Carly Jones is in my opinion, especially offensively. And this kid, I mean, if you look at the accolades, it's first team, big South rookie of the year, freshman of the year, whatever named all big South honorable mention mention as a freshman. I mean, he is, he is done everything that there is to do at the lower level and not even that. Not only that, Alex, he's going to come into Louisville with more NCAA tournament wins than are currently on the roster. Right now, there are zero tournament wins on the roster. Uh, Malik Williams is the only player to ever appear in an NCAA tournament game for Louisville against Minnesota last season. Uh, but Carly Jones, they went to the tournament as a uh, 16 seed from the Big South in 2017-18, where they, they won their first game, and he almost put up a triple-double in the in the first four against uh long island and then got to play villanova in the first round and you know they they obviously got blown out because it's villanova and it was radford but he's been there he's got experience and not only that but he hit the buzzer beating shot to win the conference tournament as a freshman this kid is like this kid has this clutch gene that i don't know if we've seen on a louisville player and maybe terry rosier maybe donovan mitchell i'm not even really sure who i would put that on and also that postseason stat you just threw out there, I was doing like the uh, like the the mind blowing emoji of like the little yeah. yellow guy was just like Poof, with the nuke above. Um, but no, that that stat is crazy. Um, and the fact that I, I saw earlier as well uh, with I think uh, fifteen hundred and fifty two points, Carly Jones would be the highest D one scorer to transfer to U of L. And just out of curiosity, I don't know if you've already seen this tweet, so you might be cheating a little bit. Okay, well then this is good. Little game. So who is the second and third uh, leading uh, grad transfers to come in 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 terms of total points? So you're talking about a score, a proven score in more ways than one, proven experience and that clutch gene. But also, I think just having literally the most points scored uh, as a grad transfer in UofL history coming in that's huge, but yeah, who who do you think is the the next one? It's got to be Damian a, Lee. Okay, that was pretty easy. Yeah. And, and then the third one has got to be Trey Lewis. I mean, Louisville's Ooh. only had so many. Actually, no? is uh, it Marvin C- Stone? CC almost beat Trey Lewis out by two hundred points before he got to U of L. But yeah, it went Damian Lee, CC, Trey Lewis, Tony Hicks, Fresh Kimball, uh, where the and then Quan Fort. Um, but yeah, so so just. In, in terms of looking at that list, and then you also have people on that list like Luke Hancock, uh, Chris Smith, who people keep bringing up in terms of like another great grad transfer from back in the day. But, um, but yeah, like there's so many different things, positive things to point to that, yes, he is coming from a lower conference and a lower level of talent, but also a lot of these traits that I think a lot of these traits are going to equate to still playing great at a high level or still playing at a high level with, with much better talent. 
Right, and he doesn't have to necessarily come in and be Louisville's best player next season. I no. think that uh, if Scrub stays in the NBA draft, which I expect him to, I think that he will be our best scorer. I think Carly Jones, from the day he steps on campus, is going to be Louisville's best scorer. Besides, again, maybe if Scrubs comes and they play together on the same team. Uh, but I think that's, you know, long term, I think that Samuel, you hope that Samuel Williamson and David Johnson take steps to where they're the first two players on your team in terms of your top guys. And then it's Carly Jones. I mean, that's that's what you hope for. You know, it's not very often that you bring in a graduate transfer who it right away is able to step into that role of being your best player. We got lucky with Damian Lee several years ago. Damian Lee was an NBA talent. I'm not sure Carly Jones is of that level of talent to be able to come in and be the star, uh, but he definitely has the ability to come in and lead Louisville in scoring uh, at least you know, until at a certain point in the season where you start to see maybe Sam Williamson or David Johnson step into that. Uh, so let's look at their lineup real quick. Next season, tell me what you think of this lineup. Uh, assuming that David Johnson doesn't go pro, which at this point we don't think he will, uh, you have David Johnson. Carly Jones as your two guards, and then uh, assuming that he comes to Louisville, again, I don't think he will, but Jay Scrub is your three, and then Sam Williamson and Malik Williams at the four and five, which Sam Williamson at the four is not really something I necessarily want to see long term. But anyways, Alex, what, what, are you, what are your thoughts on that roster? Where is that in the landscape of college basketball? Yeah, a couple thoughts. One, I am totally comfortable uh, discussing the roster going forward uh, here on out, assuming – as if like Jay's already announced he's just staying in, in the draft. Cause the more sign like back to the, when you see smoke, there's probably fire somewhere. Everything around this kid is just pointing to him, not coming to Louisville and that's fine. But the only issue of that is going to be one, when we're talking about Mac having challenges in recruiting, Keeping a kid that's just anchoring down a scholarship that you probably know is not going to come, that's not helping anybody, especially if you're trying to land another decent to good grad transfer. That's a spot that we need to give to somebody else because he basically needs to tell Scrub, you know, either let me know, like, kind of the crap or get off the pot situation because you're affecting the overall team one way or the other. Like, your lack of decisiveness is hurting us uh, already, and the fact that. Like I said, if a grad transfer already knows, like, oh, Scrub's going to be on that team, so I'm only going to get, you know, seven to eight minutes as opposed to 15 to 18 minutes, that's huge. Like, that's the whole reason why we're not on some of these other top grad transfers' final lists and why they look so random and awkward. It's because it comes down to fit and playing time. Like, they don't want to transfer schools just to ride the bench again or to get less minutes and less productivity. Um, So I think my biggest concern is just finishing the roster before we even talk about the lineup because if we have one available scholarship still and probably two uh with, you know with assuming scrubs not going to come here they need to work that out internally and really get the ball rolling which i'm sure they already have i'm sure they're putting out feelers left and right i'm sure they're probably having discussions all right assuming you know let let's do this scenario and, and look at these recruits assuming scrubs not actually going to be on our team next year but they have to yeah, do it and- soon because even though it's a huge transfer portal right now and a huge grad transfer market, and it's only going to keep increasing until things settle down, you want to you want people to know there's two spots available. You know, like he has to be able to promote, hey, we have more availability and playing time at this position. And he just can't yeah. do that right now. The good thing is I think that in terms of overall, I think the roster is now in a spot where if he doesn't add another impact player – 
say he keeps Scrub, Scrub or Scrub comes to campus, I don't think that they have to add another starting caliber player. I think they can add an experienced backup, uh, somebody maybe who's transitioning from a lower level up who brings you one specific skill, whether that's elite defense, elite rebounding. Now, if, if Scrub goes, I think that's when you start talking about potentially needing another a four uh, because your expectation would then be that Sam would slide into that three spot where I think that he needs to spend the majority of his season playing uh, next season for Louisville. And then I think that that is where Chris Mack can get patient. I think that or he can be patient because they have the pieces that they need. They have a Jalen Weathers. They have a Quinn Slazinski. They have pieces that they can develop. Anything on top of that is just extra. Um, and my expectation is what they'll do is they're going to wait. I don't see them – I could be wrong on that, but I, I don't see uh, Louisville taking somebody just to take somebody. I think that Chris Mack is going to be deliberate uh, about who they go after. I think they may even wait and see maybe if a coach gets fired here in the next couple of weeks, which I think is going to be unlikely. I think that we've seen probably most of the coaching movement that we're going to see. But I, I think that they know that they need another piece. But uh, until they know what's up with Jay, Jay Scrub, I don't think that they'll add somebody – uh, because well, they can't really define a role yet. Right, and that's the whole point, though, is they understand, you know, like you just said, it, they're still having to play the sit-and-wait game and, and base it off Scrub's decision when it needs to almost be kind of the reverse. You know, like they need to be pressuring Scrub to say, hey, okay, like here's the current draft situation. Here's your new, you know, like you're not able to, to do um, – in-person uh combine stuff you know like you, you can't do drills you can't do pickup stuff in front of them like you're only going to have to do virtual interviews and, and go off the tape that they already have mm-hmm. and so yeah that's going to make it a little more challenging for him but like i said everything is pointing to this kid just not wanting to come to college it's not U of L. it's just he wants to go to the next level some way somehow i think mac needs to start acting like that's the route he's going just to set the team up and set themselves up for better success in that open market. Because that's the thing. No, they don't need to be desperate, but you also want to know you have options. You know, and, and to your point, I think a lot of the coaching carousel has settled down, but the player stuff is still um, as live as ever. Because as you were just saying that, uh, my favorite uh, whip the hair guy in college oh, basketball. Oh, Harms is in the transfer portal from Purdue. Uh, so people like that, it's just interesting, you know? Uh, like, I associated him with, like, when I think of Purdue, I literally think of that kid first. Like, maybe Carson Edwards, but, like, mainly mainly the Harms kid. You know, yeah. I just call him, like, Goliath 1 and Goliath 2, whatever that other guy's name was for <laughs> Purdue. But, yeah, but yeah. so, like, he's going to – they're going to have tons to choose from. I just meant the fact that you want – to be able to pick from the best as well, if that makes sense. Because like Absolutely. you having Scrub on currently still like on your team for next year, knowing he's not going to come, like that just it it just hurts him, and they know it's going to hurt him uh, in, in terms of recruitment. Just because yeah, that that's just leaving off a bunch of opportunities that kids aren't even going to look your way if they still think Scrub's coming to your school. Yeah, and we've got we've got plenty of time over the next several weeks to react to Carly Jones and what he means to the lineup, Jay Scrub, whether or not he'll be here. Uh, but one player I want to talk about before we wrap things up who we know won't be back officially is Jordan Wara announced today via Twitter that he is going to enter the, the NBA draft. He is not going to retain college eligibility, so he will hire an agent, and he is fine. I shouldn't say finally. That's definitely not the way I'm in that. He's officially gone. We've known for a while that he was going to be headed to the NBA, obviously being celebrated on senior night. 
uh, it was pretty clear when he came back for this season that uh, he was going to be gone after his junior year. And if that's the case, uh, you know, with that being the case, Louisville is, is losing out on one of its best players that they have had in a long time. I mean, you, you go back a few years and you think of some of the big-name players that Louisville's had in Ray Spalding and Dengadell, Donovan Mitchell, um, Terry Rozier, Montres Harrell. I think that uh, Jordan War is every bit as important to the program as those guys. I, I think that he is the best scorer that Louisville has had, the best shooting scorer, I should say, but from deep that Louisville has had in a long time, and he is going to be sorely missed uh, for the program. I mean, Chris Mack had a guy that he could count on for 18, 19 points a game and, and potentially even more on any given night. Uh, and now they'll have to to move on and figure out where their scoring is going to come from. Yeah, and, you know, we kind of already knew this day was going to come uh, one way or the other. And to all the people that somehow still held out hope that he might return, um, don't be silly. But either way, uh, congrats to Jordan. I think uh, his growth has been insane uh, watching him from even just the last two years has been nuts. Um, grown by leaps and bounds and obviously we wish him the best and I'm really interested to see uh, where he lands uh, in the future. But yeah, just just a heads up uh, to everybody. Assuming this podcast doesn't get deleted by one button, uh, we actually somehow successfully post it. Um, we are going to be trying to do more frequent podcasts um, now that we kind of have a correct setup at each of our houses. So our hope is that we can do shorter podcasts uh, to make them uh, a lot more up to date. And, and that way we can discuss, you know, obviously the latest trends, topics, news, whatever that may be. And we don't have to wait a week in between. Is that, did I kind of sum that up, Jacob, a little bit? Yeah, no, I think you, I think you got that on when, you know, like businesses and, and families and different, um, people who have been impacted by this, by the coronavirus, we're having to pivot. And while what we're, we're doing is nowhere near as important as, you know, what's going on across the country, uh, I think it's important that we, we do our best um, as bloggers and as podcasters to make sure that we're continuing to bring the best coverage of the program that we can, even when things don't look the way that they normally do. Um, so we've had to make adjustments and, you know, we appreciate you guys hanging in there with us, with us, and continuing to to listen to the show and ask us about the podcast, and, and of course continuing to read the site. But my last note on Jordan War before we hop off here, Alex. Uh, right now, where do you think? Uh, I'm just looking at college basketball talk. Rob Douster, where do you think that Rob Douster has Jordan War ranked uh, in a top twenty draft eligible prospects? I probably wouldn't even say top twenty. Uh, just from like. Some of the stats we've seen, you know, David Johnson has been ranked even ahead of uh, even, even ahead of Wara in some of these draft boards. So, I my only hope um, is that it's almost kind of like a, you know, not not that I think he'll get slighted the way Lamar did in the NFL draft, but my hope is that obviously, you know, if Jordan falls to like you know later later first round, which him going first round would be insane to begin with and awesome, but uh, I just want him to land on a great team, like a smart front office team that can properly utilize him and not just say, Hey, let's just take a, you know, let's just take a swing on him. He's still available kind of deal. Like I want it to be somebody that, Hey, we've actually studied you. We think, you know, we can utilize your talents the most, uh, on our team. So that's why regardless of where he goes, I just, uh, I would think hopefully, um, I'd say early to mid second round would be my hope. I, I, you know, he might drop further. He might come up sooner, but, but who knows? That's, I'm not good at this uh, 
kind of stuff when this it comes guessing to guessing game. Well, especially uh, the NBA stuff. Like NBA is not really my my forte. So, so he Rob Doster has him at thirty six, which would put him in the the first ten picks of the second round. Um, which I, I don't think that's too far off. I think that with face to face workouts, we probably would have seen Jordan get as high as seventeen to fifteen. I think his size and his shooting is really going to be a benefit. Uh, but I'd like to see him personally end up on a t- with a team late in the first round. I think that whenever you can get a player like Jordan, who's going to be a specialist at the next level, on a team that's already really good with the pieces to win. Uh, that's important. I'd like a team like Boston, a team like Miami, Toronto, even the Lakers could really use Jordan Warwick when, if they move on from Kyle Kuzma, who I expect is going to be at some point a star of another team. Uh, but you're right. I, Jordan is a guy who's going to probably fall outside of the top 20. The circumstances that are at hand right now are going to hurt him, but I think he's going to have a long and prosperous NBA career. Yeah, absolutely. I do as well. All right, well, like we said, short podcast. I think we kept this one under 30 minutes, which you guys let us know what you think about that. And, uh, you know, like I, like Alex said, just stay tuned in. We're going to continue to try to, to master this and get this to the best place that we can be. Uh, so we appreciate you guys tuning in. Have a great rest of your Monday. You too, Jacob. Thanks. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. All right, I got – 